I'm either going out with y'all for a little bit, or I'll go work on the Renegade. One or the other. And what you think Quentin chose? Club. I already know y'all <laughs> went to the club. The club. <laughs> Dropped my phone in the urinal while I'm peeing. So I'm reaching down while I'm peeing on my hands trying to pick my phone up mm. out of a public urinal. You know they don't flush the toilets either. Everybody was yelling, tear the bumper off of it. Spool that thing up. And they almost had me talked into it. I'm scared money don't make money. While DH is getting ready, here we go again. Boys, another Checkers of Records. It seems like it's been a long time. I kind of feel rusty from the last time. But we've had a lot of things going on, a lot of things happen. First of all, DH bringing the belt in. How are you feeling tonight, DH? Man, I feel like I've had this thing so long, my, my title reign is unsurpassed. <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider your, yourself the GOAT of yeah. Checkers of Records? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. The too. greatest of all time? The greatest title holder there ever was. Y'all been keeping track of that? People's champ. Yeah, we kind of been keeping track of it. Just about, nope, not at all. all but right. we also, and we're going to get farther into this, Quentin coming for uh, fresh off of his first dirt track race experience. How That's, you feeling, Q? Oh, man, put it on the box. It feels Stop. good. Stop. First time <laughs> out? No. Stop. No, the first time out? We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> 20, 20. I don't know what our schedule looks like today, but... uh. The, <clears throat> the first dirt track race was not the best. Oh, God, it was embarrassing. At one time, he was first on corrected time. I saw the video. I'm trying to figure out why we wasn't invited. Did you go? No, I wanted to. Y'all yeah, I didn't even know. Y'all were out of town. I didn't, I didn't even know he had a dirt car. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah, this is a new a new venture in yeah. his life. But next, we've got making his second appearance on the podcast, looking a little different. Yeah. The man with the bullet holes in the truck got it <laughs> stolen. What was in it? Catfish or sardines cat or something? Food. Yeah, cat food. <laughs> Daniel Grice, a.k.a. Boone, a.k.a. Boone Rang, whatever you want to call him, back for another whatever. one. I'll answer to anything. <laughs> it's good to have you back, Boone. Yeah. I feel like I ain't seen I'm you in forever. I'm excited to be back. I think we were just talking on the last podcast how much we missed Boone. Yeah, I don't think y'all were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we were. But first of all, we're coming off of a sweet little uh, mudstock ride. We all went out, loaded up, except for Boone. Boone, you didn't <laughs> make it. Bro, he's falling off. Like. I, I haven't come to anything here lately. It's. I wanted to go. Got to looking at the Honda and was like, hmm. No brakes. It won't start. Bro, what do you mean? How do you what got you, that yeah, thing what? so trashed out? Already. It was so I mean, nice. Was it when you flipped it in the uh, Snake Creek? Yeah, pretty much everything started there. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, last time we went and took a uh, cowboy riding, right? That's when yeah. you rolled it down in the creek? Yeah, broke the you, snorkel off? Yes, exactly. And the snake came out of the snake hole and cut across on him and mm -hmm. all that. Bro, that was a year ago. You ain't done nothing to it since a year ago? No, I had it ready for a uh, gator waiter shoot. And we're oh, riding with y'all on that's that. That's right. You oh, did come yeah. on that. Yeah. So it's not sunk. It just don't have brakes? Like they, they, It sat so long they seized up? I mean, they didn't work at Gator Waiters. So. Oh. Has anybody ever owned a Honda that had brakes? That's what I'm trying to figure yeah. out. This sounds like a bunch of nonsense excuses. <laughs> Life has done consumed him. Boone's done got pregnant. Uh, and, uh, uh, bro, we could barely get him to come do anything after work when he didn't have a, when him and Patience weren't together. <laughs> that ain't no lie. Unless it was going out to eat. Yeah. Oh, they definitely <laughs> would, like to eat. They definitely would do that. I'm starting to suspect that it's probably a little more Patience than Boone that's keeping him from coming doing fun things with he us. He literally told nah, me that before. Nah, he literally told me that for the podcast start. He goes, if y'all want to go eat after this, I just don't even feel like dealing with uh, the planning with her. I would go, but I just if I got a plan with her, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not right, coming. Patience, if you're listening to this, 
Don't listen to Quentin. I got to figure right, out. He's trying is, to figure out some kind of lies to tell her. I can guarantee you, Patience is not listening to this podcast. I'll have to show it to her. <laughs> did you tell her that you was coming to do this tonight? Yeah, I did. She was okay with it. Yeah. All right then. Hey babe, She's gotta cool work late. I'm doing. <laughs> hey babe, gotta work. Working late. on working on a big project. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Josh? You just took them pictures. Go ahead and post them to social media and tag him right now. I'll let her know where he's at. Matter of fact, tag Patience in the picture. Yeah. Boone called me the other night and was like, hey, man, from now on, like, uh, do you mind uh, not tagging me? And can you block Patience and her mom <laughs> <laughs> and her sister so they don't see what we're doing when we go do things? Uh-oh. Matter of fact, I'm going to send you a screenshot of uh, all my family friend list. Can you just go ahead and block all them, too? <laughs> and y'all got that all wrong. Uh, but we're, wrong. we're happy to have you here, Boone. We're just sorry that you missed Mudstock with us. I was really wanting to go. I really was. Yeah. I forget exactly what I had going on that weekend, but uh, with the four-wheeler not It was just like two weekends ago. <laughs> nothing. If I had oh, to guess. Did I have COVID that weekend? Oh, God. Um, oh, here my we God. Go. You had COVID, Boone? Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Boone, oh, man, Boone had bad. COVID. <laughs> That's Dustin no, throwing no, up no, his, no, air, no. Yeah. his air That's quotations. Air quotes. COVID. He's like, yeah. man, I had symptoms like no one else had. I just didn't want to get out of bed. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't even feel that bad. It's just for some reason I couldn't bring myself to get out of bed and go to work. <laughs> for real, though, like, <laughs> I ran 101 to 103 for 10 days straight, and it never broke. You know, they say, like, above 102 for more than, like, 72 hours causes permanent brain damage. It starts cooking well, I mean, your it brain. It exactly. down to 101, so that was good. It's like your brain's in a <laughs> crock pot. <laughs> I already know Boone was trying not, like he used to do when you used to not go to school Tell your mom when she come in there, you put your head on your pillow and just try to get your head hot. Yeah. <laughs> Feel my head. I'm hot. I'm burning up. Under the covers, breathing. <laughs> Boone, try, Boone trying to get that two-week paid vacation, what he's trying to do. <laughs> Y'all wrong for that. Oh, man. But I'm glad that you didn't die, Boone. I'll just tell you that now. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you lived through your COVID experience. Yeah, you missed out on riding on, uh, with one of your Honda buddies, and that'll be the last time he's on a Honda with us at the ride, right? That yep. is true. Speaking of Hondas, your boy Jay, D from the gym, Jay. Yeah, Jay. Big Jay, doing big things, came out there and brought his Honda. Was that the guy on the three-wheeler? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was a guy on a big red three-wheeler. Yeah. No, Jay's actually got a... Two-wheel drive, Honda Foreman, similar to yours, but probably would go through more than yours. Mm. Matter of fact, I know that it'll go through more just because he goes riding. Yeah. So it's <laughs> definitely going through more than yours. Just because he actually brought it to the event, mm. it's going through more than yours. 100%. That's a good point. That's a good point. 100%. So in a way, Jay drug you on his Honda this weekend. Brian, he wasn't scared. He was going <laughs> everywhere. We went on the Renegades two-wheel drive. Had his old lady on the back. Just having a good right, old let's time. Let's just go well, and it, have him bring it back out. I'll, I'll no, get the Honda ready. Nope. Nope. Too he, late now. Sold yeah. It. How many rides did he go on with us, right? Two. What, like four? Three, two. Four? No, two. two. So the first ride, he, he was taking it easy. And then the second ride, he saw people too and having too much fun. Then I saw frustration. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's it. I'm going to buy one. And then I seen his Facebook post. He's got oh, one yeah. tore down in the garage putting parts on it right he's now. He's got a new Renegade already, dude. But, man, you got to admire because uh, admire him coming riding with us on that two-wheel drive. Because, dude, we get out there getting wild. Mm-hmm. And he was trying so hard to do everything that we were doing, to ride every there, everywhere that we were. But it was, you know, me, Quentin, Dustin, Logan, and Cowboy all on our XMR Renegades uh, Outlanders. Rich also bought a brand-new Outlander XMR 850, a little shorty. So we all had 
bikes taking them to the uh, to the gas tank and poor dude like he went and bought himself a snorkel for it d did you help him put that on or he did that? no he did he him did. and him and rich did oh my god how how did that go did it look good i didn't even see it oh i, I mean it it worked. The part that gotcha. you could see looked nice to me. Yeah. Okay. But like it was a, a kit that they bought. So like it had a custom topper, like came up. So what you could see looked nice. Now, how everything was sealed underneath the plastics. I don't know. I know a couple of times I've seen him reach up like Boone does on his snorkel and tighten mm-hmm. it down. So I was like, okay. It was, better. it was better than my brand new Renegade. Whenever, oh, whenever we can. It was definitely, definitely better than oh, your. Oh, yeah. Brand new Renegade Did he have snorkel. skinnies up front and wides in the rear? Nope. Fats all the way around. All it. the way around. All he cared about riding with us was riding a water wheelie. That's it. That's what sold him on getting a new Renegade was when he saw us out there riding water wheelies, he's like, he's like that. That right there. That's what I want to do. And Did you try putting a basketball up front on <laughs> Oh, yeah. They used to stick the flat basketball <laughs> yeah, in there and yeah, air it up. Yeah. That's right. In the frame. So people that don't know, back in the day when you go mud riding with like an old Honda Foreman mm-hmm. or something that doesn't water wheelie real good or doesn't have good power, they would cram basketballs in between the frame rails and air them up. They would they would air them down, stick them in the frame rails, and then air them up so it had some flotation to where it would actually water mm-hmm. wheelie. And so that's what Boone's talking about when he says, did it have some basketballs in the frame? I'll go yep. buy one right now. <laughs> Cram it in mine. Just blow. You know, all the things you try to put one in there, just blow all the plastics off. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all oh, get this. Man. Get the fans stopped to where they won't pull. Do we had no success with fans on our rigs? Oh, on the Renegades. Run. Yes, yeah. I know. We've been going through them, right? Did y'all? You, who else had a problem this ride? Me, I did. But mine was just packed full of mud from the previous day riding. So whenever y'all went. And I ain't talking about you because you didn't get to go. <laughs> but on the on the second day was the group ride. Like I didn't even get to hit no big holes because mine just kept on overheating. Have y'all thought about moving them up on top of the? Uh, nope, front looks rack? like crap. Dude, yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah, yeah like Quentin said, it's so freaking ugly like that. Even yeah, with y'all's uh, I mean, y'all's front bumper you used to build, it's I'm just like nah. It's just too much up on there because the bike looks. I mean, the the Renegades look so nice. Like it's just too much up there, but. It ain't like this ride sneaks up on us. It seems like nobody gets their rigs ready until the day or two before we leave. And so yours was running hot. He was like, yeah, man, I washed the radiator before we got back there. I looked on the backside. It literally looked like this wooden table. <laughs> <laughs> it was smooth, packed off down the whole backside. Well, it was because of that. We went in them same holes the first day, and we had it so churned up. It was like riding in a milkshake. Quinn, tell them what your little secret is when you bring your your renegade back from. What do you do out back? Oh, I bought uh, two sprinkler heads, those round <laughs> ones, and you you stick them down in the radiator at the top, and then kick the water hose on it. It pressures them against the plastic, so it'll sit there and spray the radiator and soak it. Mm. But I thought of something else. I'm going to do on this one since uh, it's going to have to come apart. I'm getting some copper tubing that has the holes punched in it for those garden things, and I'm going to cool it on the radiator. That way I can just have a spot to screw a hose oh. in, and it'll just pressure wash the radiator when we pull back to camp and stuff. Dude, <laughs> so that's I'm, a good that's idea to where you just thread in a water hose, and mm-hmm. it, like, sprays it out of little bitty holes. A port on the side, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just hook it up there and just leave it. Yep. And make sure they're small enough holes that they don't clog, though. Yeah, and or it's got some pressure coming yeah. out. Well, then I'll, hook, I'll put a power washer jack on it, too, 3,500 PSI. <laughs> <laughs> Get them all clean back out. Yeah. The sprinklers that you put in there, is it the ones like you had when you were little at your grandma's house that had the little uh, like boat prop on it that you would try to touch and was scared it was going to tear your finger off? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. When I was a little, we, we used to play in the sprinkler. Like We were so scared to hit the sprinkler head because it had the metal bladed. Are you talking about the one that goes... 
left. No. Okay, not that one. No, it was the one that just throws like a fountain in a circle. And so they put it in, like, my grandma would put it in her flower beds, but it had a little metal bladed spinning top. Yep. And the water blew up from the bottom, and the little spinning top would throw it outwards. I know what you're talking about now. Dude, and we used to try to jump over it and was terrified if we touched that thing, it was going to cut us wide. You chop your leg off or something? Yes. Matter of fact, when I get done with this, I'm going to look on Facebook Marketplace and get one of them tractors that used to do circles around your yard. <laughs> <laughs> that was freaking cool. But to be, to be honest with you, like, yeah, my my... Uh, radiator got clogged up, so I was kind of struggling on the the group ride the next day. But that's frustrating. Man, I wouldn't I wouldn't know her struggling near like Quentin was. No, that's what no, I'm saying. Come on. I was a day late to the ride. <laughs> two days of work to get this thing together and stay caught up on. Yeah, work. let's just start this from the beginning because you sold your Renegade less than a week before the ride, so mm-hmm. you had less than a week to find, prep, build. And get one out to the ride, right? Yeah, I had to buy one in, like, Missouri, send a driver to go get it, um, and then... You know what? Do you want to give a shout-out to the dealership? Did they do you good on it? Or should we should we plug, like, <laughs> hey, if anybody's out there that owns dealerships, then we'll start taking care of your boys and get mentioned on the podcast. Man. It can, it can either be a shout-out or we can put them on blast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can do that. The, the whole deal with the bike wasn't really their spot, fault, but I'll be honest with you, $900 for prep... They got you. I don't feel like I got my prep worth. <laughs> no, you definitely didn't. <laughs> Man, because... So you went pictures up, what, mm-hmm. two days before? I don't remember. The but dry, uh, a buddy of mine has a little hot shop business. He went and picked it up for me in Missouri. Gave him cash. He went and picked it up. And uh, What day of the week was this on? So we were riding on Friday it didn't and get, Saturday. Yeah, it didn't get to my possession until Tuesday. Okay. <clears throat> so, okay. yeah, uh, and then I didn't get the parts from y'all and powder coated till Wednesday and then I put it together Thursday and Friday. So the build was go pick up you sold your renegade on the mm-hmm. weekend. Yep. Pick, find and pick up a brand new renegade, but you wanted to do our full uh stretch kit on it, front mm-hmm. and re I mean uh front forward arms, stretch trailing arms, and then you went big tires on it. Like, yeah, System 3 sent me uh, their new XT400s. They're 33s, but they're huge. Yeah, they're, they overnighted them to get them to me, too, because like, that was poor planning on my part. I called them. I was like, hey, I got this bike, and S3 got me suspension, so like now we know we need wheels and tires. I was like, it's last minute. They're like, no problem. We'll get them freaking overnighted to you, so they sent them out. And then it's pretty cool. it seems like when you look at the bike or any project, I'm like, man, it's two trailing arms and four control, control arms on the front. Like, I'm done with this thing in four hours. <laughs> Bro. No. no. <clears throat> Me and Morgan from the shop, one of our sales guys from the shop, would go work on the bike for like an hour and come back in here and work and catch up on emails and go work on the bike for an hour. And, and we had it tore down in like two hours. And uh, But, man, pressing all the bearings and bushings and all that stuff back in and then clearance and all the powder coat, it just, yeah, it turned into about eight hours of work. Mm. That yeah. you didn't have time to do. No. So that was because you got the powder coat back on Thursday, right? You yeah. got all the parts back from powder coat on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so Thursday you, night after uh, we went out. That's right. We went out somewhere like to dinner <laughs> and then the to the problem. club. And <laughs> then he came back to the shop afterwards? <clears throat> no, that's what he had tried to convince us that he was going to do. Because oh, okay, Cowboy okay. showed up on Thursday midday. Quinn's powder coat was going to be ready that evening. So he's like, man, we'll just go out to eat. We'll hang out for a while. And I'll go up and I'll work at the shop tonight. <laughs> and then Cowboy goes, I want to go dancing. And Dustin goes, I'm either going out with y'all for a little bit or I'll go work on the Renegade, one or the other. And what do you like, think Quentin chose? Club. Fun. <laughs> I don't know y'all Fun. went to the club. The club. <laughs> oh, speaking of, whenever we got to the club, like we got out and we're walking around, hanging out, like just scoping the place out. Uh, Cowboy, Quentin, and Matt go to uh, get something to drink. I go to the bathroom. 
And always when I go to the bathroom and I'm just going to be standing there, like I pop my phone out and I start going with my phone, drop my phone in the oh, urinal. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Dude, dropped my phone in the urinal while I'm peeing. So I'm peeing all over my phone. I'm reaching. Because you know once you get going, like they can't cut it off. You ain't stopping. Ain't no stopping mm. it. So I'm reaching down while I'm peeing on my hands, trying to pick my phone up mm. out of a public urinal in a bar you know oh, they yeah. don't flush the toilets either no. you just pee and leave <laughs> or, you know his dip spit up in there oh. <laughs> all kind of stuff and this one didn't even have the little strainer smelly pad uh, you know what i mean so yeah. it like dropped down in the water super was, nasty dude i couldn't believe first time that's ever happened to me so that was the start of us going out and then and, uh yeah he came out of the bathroom he goes bro i dropped my phone in the toilet i said did you leave it he goes no i was like bro that thing i'd have chalked that up to the game <laughs> Yeah, well, like, yeah, like what'd you do? Run it, under, uh, put it under the sink, and wash, yeah. and just rinsed it off. Yeah, that's all I could do. <laughs> and then I licked the screen like clean because it was all blurry. Oh, man. No, Wiped I did, it on my pants. I did see him freaking at the bar thinking, you know, later that night he was going. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't say nothing to him. Had it held against my lips while I was on I was the like, dance floor, <laughs> and I was distracted. I was like. What's he doing? <laughs> Ever since there, I'm only on speakerphone on my cell phone. Ever since that. <laughs> So Quentin didn't even make it back to the shop to put his renegade together on Thursday night. He decided having fun was more important than working. And was leaving the next morning. Yep. Early. Early. Yeah. Um, never miss an opportunity to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's you hard to saying? pass on that. Especially when there's two days of riding and you don't have to ride Friday. Y'all told me Friday. I knew Friday would consist of y'all were like, we're leaving the shop early. We want to ride when we get there. I said, no, I know it's going to happen. There's going to be hours of unloading, politicking. Uh, talking to everybody and all that. And I was like, we ain't going to be riding. I was like, I'm putting this thing together in the morning. Hey, hey, hey AKA work. Yeah. When, when there's work involved, Quinn's like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. He show up after the work's done. Yeah, yeah, I can dodge all that? Yep, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what that means. So when did you end up making it out there? Was it Friday evening? Was it was it Friday Saturday? at like 2 or 3 o'clock. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I knew y'all would be riding time for the evening ride, and I was right. Yeah, so if... If you haven't seen, you need to go check out uh, Quentin's Facebook or Instagram because you've got some really nice pictures of the rig, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I and it's a them. brand new 2021 Zero Miles Renegade. It's got the smart lock front differ, like the lock and front differential. He did huge tires, huge wheels. So the thing is beautiful and did like a bronze powder coat or something, right? Yeah, it's like a, um, God, what do they call it? A rose gold bronze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a so cool color. color. Yeah, dude, Super it's a cool. sweet bike and it looks yeah, really cool. But that was brand spanking new. Got there at 2 o'clock the afternoon, we decided, you know what, let's just make an easy ride. Yep. Let's just make a ride today, right? Yep, I was excited, too. We was mobbing. It always happens when you say stuff like that. Let's make an easy ride. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. Mm -hmm. oh, hey, before, before you did that, Jay and Rich both was like, man, that's the best looking renegade I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I think Jay would have bought it there. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think he's, he's going to build his to look identical to yours. Mm -hmm. Like wheels, tires, everything, like 100%. He's like, that's the best looking one I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it's brand new, you know. And you're, if you don't have the brand new and everybody else's looks newer. Yeah. And then uh, we hit the trails and the first mud hole. Yep. Mm. It wasn't no, it was a deep one too. It wasn't no easy hole that you went straight to, which I respect you, man. Uh, in that regard, it's a brand new rig, never been off, off roaded at all. And you take it straight to the sippy hole. That's what we built it for. I remember you like ramped into this uh, one like a long water hole you like ramped into it like cattle corner oh yeah yeah well, yeah that's and that, we was already in it yeah someone uh who, some, who was in it first logan yeah i think so yeah. logan was in it hung up at the start of it and i wasn't <laughs> wanting to wait so i just hopped in it sideways <laughs> and as soon as it got to the air box level the bike died 
And I was like, well, that's weird. And I was just thinking, like, stock exhaust. Maybe there's too much mud or something from entering it sideways. Because I'd backed up once or twice. Now, you, when you say <laughs> it got to the airbox level, for people that hadn't seen us mud ride, that means the complete ATV, the Renegade, is completely submerged. You can't see the tires at all. You can't see the seat. You can't see any of the rear plastics. All that's sticking out is the handlebars and what we call the shark fin. Yeah, so it's probably right under your pecs mm-hmm. deep. You know, it's probably four foot deep. And uh, it died, and I was like, oh, man. And, like, the way those motors are built, the valves are always open on one of the cylinders. So crank it back up. It fires right back up. I was like, okay, cool. We're good. And get going again, and it sputters again and dies and then won't crank. And then it starts slow cranking. I was like, yep, water's in the motor. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we winch it out and get looking at it and stand it up, and water's pouring out of it. The airbox is spotless. And then I pull the plastics off and see the airbox clamp above the throttle body is hanging down around the throttle body so they didn't put it on like wasn't even tight now like assembly i guess goes like hey stick the clamp on drop the airbox on bolt it and then pick that up and bolt it and they just never tighten the clamp so it so that had to be like that from factory yeah yeah it was oem uh sinkable literally there there was a gap between the (laughs) throttle body and the airbox so none of the air was getting filtered into the motor and water in that deep hole was literally going straight to the throttle body uh, to uh, down the intake in into the top, just straight churned up, dude. That makes me the that sequence of events that happened, like dunking that brand new bike under in the throttle body, just being freaking off of it, and water going in that brand new motor, just makes me cringe. Like I feel bad for that. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for that bike. Yeah, so we're gonna see uh, John Swallows down there at Power Sports. My home is gonna submit like a warranty claim on the deal, and uh. I just told them, like, hey, I want a brand-new motor, sensors, everything they got touched with mud, brand-new, and I want to do the work here because it ain't never the same when you got to tear yeah. a brand-new bike down and put it back together. Dude, you want me to tell you what's crazy is how well they track that stuff through uh, Can-Am so they can track back. So a good example of that is we were at a Best in the Desert race, and uh, Corey Sappington, one of the Can-Am racers, he had a motor blow up like five miles into the race. Brand spanking new motor. He had just put it in. Come to find out, one of the uh, rod bolts backed out when he disassembled it, and that's why the motor failed. And so um, he gave Can-Am the, um, you know, the number off the motor, the shipping information, all of that stuff. They were able to track it back all the way to the video where the engine was assembled, and the guy was in the process of tightening the um, the rod bolts down and somebody walked into his uh work area and they had a conversation and then he turned around and went back to working on the motor and mm. never tightened one of those rod bolts but literally they they were able to check uh track that flow all the way back to watching him get interrupted during assembly of that engine that is impressive and figured out what, how it happened so there's they could probably do the same thing with with quentin's bike like Use the VIN to figure out, like, what day it was built on, like, what factory or whatever, and, like, review footage from then, mm-hmm. and then... They're bye, gonna, they're bye, gonna, they're he gonna, gone. They're yeah. going to have to do something, <laughs> you know gone. what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to have to do something. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be a th- that's gotta be equivalent to three write-ups. Well, I got, <laughs> I got, I got lucky, because when I called John Swallows, he's like, hey, man, you know when Can-Am helps you out on a bike? Most of the time, warranty's, like, gone, like, it's yours. Luckily, this one wasn't a deal like that, so mm-hmm. the bike still is full warranty. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. man, thank goodness. Otherwise, we'd have to, you know, just send it off for something. And well, no, what you do is you start by getting a state farm policy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get my good gauges out. Yep. Get the good compression gauges, not the insurance gauges, the good gauges out. Get everything checked. And then go from there. But, uh, so. Took it like a champ, though. I'd been, 
I'd have been more upset about it than you were. I mean, what do you do? You know, R.I.P. Moscow Mule. Yeah. <laughs> and Boone's just over there laughing because how many times have you sank the Honda Boone? None. Stop it. Brian sank that Honda. I know. I did a couple yeah. times. <laughs> no. I did a couple times on one ride. <laughs> More than once. Oh, man. I know Dustin did at least twice, and there's sure nothing wrong with that thing. Yeah, that has no, literally has nothing, nothing to do with why I don't run right now. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. So, so I have no argument for that. I, I didn't get to go there the first day, and apparently y'all made it to the gorilla pit that day before I got there and I saw some footage where it looked like Cowboy almost 1020 that bike again. Dude, he got so close and what's funny is now he thinks like he feels like and he is, you know, he has gradually gotten better but he thinks he's a pro at mud riding and like he's got it figured out. So he we get out to that gorilla pit and dog starts hitting them water wheelies and he actually is doing pretty good now. Mm-hmm. He can get it up now. Mm-hmm. Which is tough because that freaking Outlander is the max. They it's don't so, hook up. No, and it's so long. I tried to water wheelie it myself sometime one time because I was like, man, get off this thing. Let me try it. <laughs> There's no way you're doing it right, and I could barely get it to uh, go full water wheelie. He is gets it, it up because sorry, is it the eight fifty? No, one thousand. It's the thousand. It like, just blows the tires off. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. It does. It gets uh, doesn't get as much forward drag underwater. Because the uh, the center gravity the, the the rig is a little farther forwards, and gotcha. so it kind of just blows the rear tires off a little bit instead of point straight at the sky. Yep, mm-hmm. makes sense. He has no regard for it though, so he goes just full <laughs> tap yeah, when he feels max traction. Oh, he's not man. worried about tearing any of the drivetrain out from under, so mm-hmm. it comes up. <laughs> Sometimes he even so does not... it in high range too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he don't care about that at all, bro. I, that's I don't understand. I, I, I mean, don't either. I didn't have anybody to tell me about him when I got the CVT machine when I had my first Can-Am. I just knew, like, you can hear the bike Whoa, just grunting. Struggling. And I remember a couple of them riding with us, uh, um, Rich, Rich and Cowboy. Cowboy knows, but the bike was having, like, something going on with the shifting going in low because y'all had to take it apart and it wasn't adjusted all the way correct. Or y'all try to do something to keep it out of high. Yes. Bro, I just remember hearing the bike in mud hole and everybody asked, are you in high? Well, yeah, it wouldn't go in low. <laughs> oh, so don't stop and let us know. Just ride it in high. No, what he usually does to me is whenever I see smoke start rolling and I know he's in high, I'm like, cowboy dude, have you got the bike in high? He's like, while he's shifting. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. It's been lowing all day. I was like, well, what are you shifting for? He's like, I was just, I put it in neutral and then just was checking. About <laughs> I said, okay, whatever. I seen him one time, had it in, in high, and one of the water pits was trying to wheelie, and then it started smoking. And then he's just, he's like, <laughs> what's wrong with his? Yeah, life? like he's. Like he's pissed at it. <laughs> he kept saying, he's like, I got to get rid of this one and get a renegade like y'all's. That's oh, what he kept he, saying all right. He hates it, dude. I um, told him. I told him there was one in uh, up north, a brand new one, a guy traded in the dealership, and another one for sale for, for what I bought mine for. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's go pick that thing up. Sell that one. Let's go pick that one up. I will say, like like you said earlier, man, he got real close to 1020 and to the, to the point that whenever he went, stood it up all the way on the end, on the uh, rear of it, and then it started falling sideways, and like he had to jump off and try to catch it, and barely kept the snorkels out of the water. Like you realize, like, all right, we're done. We need to go back to camp after this. Like it's gonna get worse from here. And you could tell on Cowboy's face, he's like, "Yep, that was cool." All right, I'm done water wheeling for today. Mm-hmm. I was literally about to say that in the video where he flexed, like that was nervous look on his face, where he was like, didn't want to look at y'all. He's like. Woo, yeah, yeah. that one. That was a close call. Yeah. Bro, he just put all max effort into keeping that thing from going over. You can't. That bike's so freaking heavy when something starts happening, like keeping it from rolling over like that. Yeah, oh, you know no, he I was seen, seeing stars when he got it lifted back I seen, over. You remember that time we seen Quentin do that? 
like a bunch of years ago. Uh, oh yeah, you talking about whiskey? Where don't pass the grass line originated? Oh, so I know exactly how easy it is once that thing starts doing this. You know what? Let's tell let's tell the story from mine and DH's perspective, and then let Quentin tell it from his. Y'all got me so pissed off that day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I don't right. even remember what buddy's land we was on. All I know is it was our sheriff buddy. Free. Yeah. <laughs> Come to find out it was our sheriff buddy. Um all I know it was freezing cold outside and us three went what we used to call smoke dogging mm-hmm, back then. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you had Boone's Honda. Yeah, sure did. That was one of the days. That was that day we were doing all that uh, land management. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Beaver Dam digging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. So we found oh, a uh, this little play pond out in the middle of the woods, <clears> and there was like a grass line to a certain distance, and then it smoothed out. And so <clears> um, we were making loops through the grass line. And, like, it was getting pretty deep. And so me and D didn't have like a snorkeled Can-Am like Quentin had. He was the only one out there with that. So we are like, all right, let's let him play a little bit and like ride some water wheelies. And of course, we were like, hey, keep going. Keep going. See how deep it is. See if we can come out there. Well, as soon as he passed the grass line, like it went straight vertical, nose in the air, and oh, started no. bobbing. <laughs> and so Quentin, I think you were in full waders, right? Oh, yeah. yes, yeah, it, it was. It was cold. We were all in full waders. Yeah. Quentin hops off the side, and he starts walking it in a circle. You know when you get it like yep. laid over and the snorkels are almost under, but I don't think were you even touching bottom? And I was swimming in the waders like the <laughs> I had it so wound up that the tires were like paddling us off the bottom. Keeping <laughs> the bike, you held up, yeah, yep. the bike would just do a circle around Dude, me, and it made like three circles while me and D were trying to position ourselves. No, they were trying to put. They were not. They, every <laughs> this is what. Let me tell you what happened. So it's bike. I'm saddling it so I can swim, and I'm kicking as hard as I can, and I'm throttling the bike and trying to keep it from flipping over. And so I see them, and they're acting like they're about to jump in, and then my back goes to them. And then when I turn around, you can tell they're doing it again, like, we're coming, and I'm like, come on. They're like three circles where I can see them and pass them, and they never jumped in. Oh, dude, and his voice progressively got higher. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Help me. Help me, y'all. Help me. Y'all help me get this thing, bro. And they look like, you know, you're trying to get your dog in the pool or the lake and they're sitting there stomping beside the thing. That's what they look like every time I did a circle and could see them. Oh, hey, we're going to help. We're going to help. Oh, we're going to help. We're gonna be, we were trying to get we'll around. be there. The problem is neither one of us had waiters and Quentin uh, did, but he was like, y'all get in the water. Get in. No, they had waiters. They just didn't want to take them off and get wet because it was free. It was January, I think. Yeah, it was cold. It was, it was 40 degrees outside probably. Hmm. And that's the time we Y'all found some good friends. That's the time we found a fish in Quinn's airbox. Joe <laughs> <Sure> did. <laughs> so I just it was a brim too. It wasn't even like a minnow. It was a brim. Full size brim. I remember he did the he did the the circle spinny thing like three times, and then I guess it, he I don't know if he got tired or just was gonna about to lay over anyways because it was trying to turn upside down. My waders filled up. I think oh, they yeah. started pulling me down. So, <laughs> so I don't know if it, it pulled you down or you just was last ditch effort to try to save the thing. But I remember you went whiskey throttle. No, yeah, and you had you had like an HMF on there, and bro, I know your buddy had to hear it from wherever his house was because it was loud. It was bah, bang, banging off the rev limiter, and I remember it was still spinning in circles, full wheel drive circles, and then finally it just went. Bleep. Upside yeah, down. Completely upside down. And the wheel's the and, only thing showing. And then you went underwater for something because yeah. I remember, I remember like, oh man, he kind of been underwater a long time. <laughs> my waiter, I had to take my waiters off. My waiters filled up. And then he comes up that, you know, uh, he came up for that first gulp of air, <laughs> bro. And it was like that. 
it was pure terror on his <laughs> in his eyes. I seen it. And a little bit of anger, I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. Yeah. But at that point, like he had been in there so long and like when he went underwater and had waders on, I'd done started mine up and I was going back to the house. I just thought like that we lost Quentin. Gone. <laughs> he's gone the bike. Just leaving him there. He's gone forever. <laughs> Bikes upside down, he ain't come up for air yet. Ain't gonna try to rescue right, listen, him or no. nothing. And he Say, popped up. He's like, going home. Yeah, <laughs> he popped up. He's like, "Where y'all going?" I was like, "Dang, he's still alive." <laughs> I think I looked at DJ. I was like, "Man, you remember how to get back?" <laughs> <laughs> we had done lost quit in the game, but Boone, you know a little bit about peer pressure, right? It's tough riding with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go to ride with y'all, and it's like, "Hey, go hit that." And you're like, "Nah, I don't think so. I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. I'm probably gonna lose my four wheeler on that one." Nah, go hit that. <laughs> Y'all give so much inspiration into it that you know it's a bad idea. But it starts sounding like a really good idea. Yeah, after a little while, you're like, this, I might could do I this. I might could do this. It sounds kind of easy when they start talking about Not it. Not only are we kings of peer pressure, but we're really good, what I consider motivational speakers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can motivate people. Speaking of rich... Had his brand new Outlander. He'd only ridden it once before. It was a brand new 2021, just like just like Quinn's, but it was the Outlander XMR 850 mm-hmm. that he brought out for kind of the first big ride. He had just got it the weekend before. Mm-hmm. And I could tell he didn't want to do that. He was kind of like Boone. He's like, man, I just want to ride and have fun. Like, yeah, I want to sure. watch y'all tear y'all stuff up. Bro, Rich and Jay and the them, vehicles. they like to drink. That's yes, their sport. Oh, yes. yes <laughs> They're like, bro, I, right I know in. that's what sold Jay on his, but Rich's like, bro, look how big we're cool this thing will haul. <laughs> <laughs> bro, they had it on the front rack, the back. Oh, man, that's funny. They, that, they would, they're what you wouldn't consider the 530 crew, right? Mm-hmm. They uh, drive for five and park and drink for 30. Yep, yep that's them. Oh, and that's so you do that. Rich was trying to stay clear of all those holes, but that old uh, Boone peer pressure, he couldn't take it. Yeah. Rich ended up getting his down in there with us. He got we got in that one. Actually, it was oh, the one that yeah. you sank your bike in. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? everybody was telling him, like Rich, put it in there. He's like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and then we're like, just drive in and it'll be fine. Like it'll make it. It'll float. It'll it, it's not gonna sink it. But he, you could tell he saw mine. He's like, no. And he ended up putting it in there though. And then when he got out, he's like, I ain't doing that no more. Is this that long skinny one that takes forever for y'all to get? So, no, we didn't even make it to that one. It was another one that we found back in the woods that was similar. It's mm. one wide, but it was a little bit shorter than A couple that. holes gotcha. before that one. Yeah, it was actually on the way to that big, long one that we always play in. Yeah. And so it was laid out pretty similar, really deep, really narrow, but you could touch both sides, so you don't have a chance of losing your mm-hmm. losing your uh, your bike unless, you know, you get the throttle body off of the airbox. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then for sure it's gone. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I thought you were talking about the hole where he blowed himself and Christina off. Oh, I thought that's what I thought that's what you were talking about. (laughs) What happened? You weren't even there for that. That was the first ride of the day. Yes, dude. It was Friday on the very first day that we got there. Like the first set of holes that we got in. What what is that? The purple trail? Uh huh. It's where where you go down in the pond. You can go around the pond, or you drop down to the left into the edge Uh, of the the woods, and there's a Mm -hmm. swamp or a hole bottom that runs down there by the road. Mm -hmm. Oh, I saw that on the video. Y'all riding in that? Yeah, Yeah, that's wonderful. So when it gets, when it rains a good bit, that it gets a bunch of water down in there, and you can freaking ride all in there. And uh, there was this one slough that we were going through, and I, I think I was in front, so I don't even know what happened. I just turn around, and everybody's hollering, I, you know, something sweet happened when everybody's like, oh, <laughs> he's gone, yeah, he's gone. bro. And I, I look back, and Rich was right behind me. I look back, and we was in this nasty swampy mud hole, dude. It was so gross. 
and Rich is off his bike. Christine is off her bike. Christine is gone underwater. <laughs> the only thing you see of Christine is her arm holding her uh holding her truly out of the out of the mud hole. <laughs> the whole rest of her, everything is literally, underwater. Literally. And Rich, you can only see about his neck like this. Bro, and we like we had just started riding, everybody was kind of trying to stay clean a little bit. I still don't know what happened. Did they So it's a testament to how desperate he was not to sink that brand new Outlander. <laughs> so you know how that trail is. It's just a single wide trail with high sides. So like when you get in there and get shaken up, like you just can put your foot against the wall or anything like that mm. and keep and keep the bike moving. But he hit it like a little faster than what me, Dustin, and Logan had hit it because we had kind of dug it out. Well, it had a root on one side of the hole. So when you run through there, like it kind of kicks you off camber. But when you're slow rolling, like you just crawl up, crawl over and keep going. Well, when it hit with speed, it actually threw their weight sideways. And he was mm. so desperate to make sure that thing didn't flip over. He immediately just let go of the handlebars <laughs> and got piss whipped straight to the mud hole and drug Christine off with him. And what's crazy is whenever they fell to the mud hole, one tire was still kind of on the route. But it wasn't trying to flip the four-wheeler over. But he's laying underwater <laughs> with his foot in the air against the ice chest, thinking he's holding the four-wheeler up. And I'm just like, bro, just stand up. Like, what are you? But they're both. He's got her pinned down. He's laying on top of her, it looked like, and holding them both underwater. But he was guaranteeing that four-wheeler was not coming over on him. You know, he's holding his breath underwater like, they're coming any minute. They're going to save me. <laughs> And we were over there just stomping on the side yeah, of the bank yeah, yeah. like, well, we're going to be there in a minute. We're getting the ropes. <laughs> kind of like he had passed the grass line. Oh, my God. Boom, so but that, he had her pinned up underneath the water? Is it, now, this is me operating off of memory, okay? Josh is laughing like that's not what the video is going to show. But in my mind, when they fell off, he fell backwards on her. And so mm. she was underwater, completely underwater. Yeah. And he had just his head out trying to hold his Outlander from flipping so over. So he'd rather save that Outlander H than her. hundred percent. And all she was worried about was a truly. <laughs> That's it. hundred percent. She saved it, though, I think. It kind of reminded me of the time that you uh, that you went high side on yours, Boone. Yeah. Out on the high line. Man, so Man, that funny. was scary. Not, not the flip. Not the, you know, being underwater or anything like that. It was the... Uh, the snake that came up right afterwards. <laughs> the one that came out from that, huh? Uh, Dude, probably the best part about that whole video is Josh's commentary. Oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was oh, killing it. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I kind of wish we could watch it right now. Yeah, there, too. Man down! Man down! Oh, this guy just got super sketch. Um, but it was actually kind of the opposite whenever you did it because you didn't put your feet down. You didn't try to bail off. Oh, you, I was going all the way. Oh, you rode it to the bottom. Well, so I felt like I still could just, you know, hit the gas and, you know, kind of when you back up and just hit the gas and take back up off the hill. Yeah. Well, I didn't know I had a left rear flat tire. And you was in third gear. <laughs> and I was in third gear. <laughs> <laughs> So that Honda doesn't have that much power, so I'm on the gas, and with a left rear flat, <laughs> she just rolled right on over. And as soon as I felt it rolling, I just, like, jumped off. Oh, man, it was graceful, too. Oh, yeah. and uh, Beautiful dismount. Bro, slung you, like, 20 foot. <laughs> yeah. I jumped. I didn't want to be stuck underneath that four-wheeler. Man. You like, weigh more than that four-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> you 
can literally, <laughs> you can leg press it off of you. Five hundred pound Honda, you weigh. Me. <laughs> well, not I'm, literally, but I mean, like you can leg press it off of you. For so sure you a could. backstory to that is like, I'm always trying to get away from the vehicle, mm-hmm. especially around water. I uh, when I was like twelve or thirteen, I was riding dirt bikes and I was going over a bridge. And right whenever you entered the bridge, there was a tree off to the left. Well, whenever I got onto the bridge, it jerked my handlebars. Mm. I caught that tree just barely. And I was on an 80 at the time, and it made me go whiskey throttle. Oh, yes, sir. Spun the bike off, and I landed in the creek. Well, I'm getting up, and the bike fell on my back. Oh, my. And for probably 30 minutes, I I stayed there just with water. At my chin. So you were what? by yourself riding. I was with a group, but like I was, I was on eighty. So you were I the, was the last person. So oh. they had to finish the trail. Realize, you know, they probably waited there for five, ten minutes. Was like, where's he at? A bunch of adults just ripping and leaving all the kids behind. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put all the kids at the back of the pack. Well, I mean, I was a not to brag or anything. I was pretty good. Like I was. Yeah. Keeping up with them and everything, like until the bridge crossing. <laughs> until until that bridge crossing. So you're saying you were so. first on corrected time for un- class until <laughs> you know the adults are like, "Where's this little idiot at?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro, they're up there having sandwiches and he's just back there yelling, <laughs> crying. Hey, was you I crying? remember hearing the first dirt bike and it was probably three minutes before it got to me. And whenever they got to me, they're like, "Oh no." <laughs> He's dead. He's did dead. they just keep riding and leave you like we did Quentin? <laughs> no, I heard I heard his bike hit the creek where he'd done jumped off his bike and just oh, let really? it ghost ride. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm. Ghost ride mm. in the wheel? Do y'all think that it was really 30 minutes that Boone was laying underwater? Well, it felt like 30 minutes. <laughs> or, it might have been like 15. I already know he but. was looking at the side of the creek with one eye. Is it rising? <laughs> Is it rising? <laughs> Bro, it had me so scared. <laughs> oh, oh, it man. had me so scared because like my neck was starting to get tired. Oh, you're like full arched? I'm full arched and barely could get my chin. Doggy paddling, too? You wasn't strong enough to get it off of you? To just like or to pin power out of no, it? like it was like on my shoulder blades. So mm. there was no way to actually get it to move. I mm. went to school with Boone. I've seen him in PE class. He's not good at push-ups. <laughs> 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 not your forte, huh? No, nah, not at all. <laughs> so you crazy. Been. You know then to get away from a rig when you're around water, huh? You jumping, Yeah, right? I'm jumping and I'm getting as far away as possible. That's how you ended up 20 foot away from them. Well, obviously, (laughs) Cowboy hasn't learned that yet because he was almost under his trying to say, I think that $3,500 motor that Mm -hmm. he's still making payments on was more important than him uh, not making it. I've seen the video. Whenever he got it up, he was... For a UFC fighter, he looked a little tired. (laughs) (laughs) He looked winded. I just took some out of him. Yeah, he looked winded just from one time. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. He might be a UFC fighter, but he ain't been no doing no UFC training lately. <laughs> in a hot minute. Oh, in a hot <laughs> minute. Oh, my cousin's been eating Popeyes every day. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually true. I believe true. that. That yeah, is I actually true. That. One thing that I am really proud of is, you know, after all the carnage on Quentin's brand new Renegade and losing her to the game, that wasn't where his riding weekend stopped. Mm-mm. That's Heck where it no. just got fired up. You ain't never going to have me in the party. I'm not going to be the Debbie Downer. Boone, why, why don't you go and ask Quentin what he went trail riding in for the rest of the weekend? What was the rest of your weekend like? Uh, so after that, uh, Dustin let me borrow, uh, what, did he, what do y'all call that thing? Uh, mouse a, belly. 
a uh, Ram 2500? Oh, no. I got to drive the Defender for a little bit for the group ride. And then that night, um, we had some more people show up. And uh, the Defender I could ride didn't have a radio. So I was like, that ain't happening. So Or AC. Took, didn't have AC. Either. Yeah, didn't have AC either. We didn't have a limited <laughs> Or heated seats. <laughs> or heated seats. Or leather interior. You had no amenities. So we Hold had on. a couple. Did you take your truck? 100% though. Just, Out around there, hundred yep. percent. It had been got, raining that week before. It's got thirty five. That was bad. It's got thirty five Toyos on it, dude. He rode all night long with us in the truck with the windows down. Oh, that's sweet. Hundred percent. I was in there that too. We sweet. were freaking jamming. Yeah, we had the radio slamming. <laughs> yeah. Everybody right. piled in there. That's right. DH had the uh, the concrete radiator in his Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't messing with this thing no more. So Dustin Quentin and I think y'all are. Yeah, you're about by y'all sales. Yeah, yeah. Something, something like that. And so they was like, yep, our weekend's not over. Uh, 2,500. Now, it's brand new. It's 20 model? 19 or 20? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Laramie Limited. Limited. <laughs> Mega Cab out on the trails with us, dude. Riding the trails. <laughs> we'll be honest. Oh, that's so the, that's it, the way to get around Muddy Bottoms right there. <laughs> if, I'm, I'm dead serious. From now on, especially with the new one, when we get the tires on it and stuff, like, Heat and AC and, and ride. I mean, if we're just going to be riding those big trails, the truck's going. I mean, doesn't Bro, it? I thought y'all were talking about a silver truck for some reason. Oh, no, no sir. The brand new one. The brand new one. Do you have a lift on that? No, I should got 35. Yeah, it's got a leveling kit. Uh, okay. But it's got a 3,800 RPM rev limiter. So, like, you know when you get Toyos <laughs> going, you're going somewhere. Bro, do you remember somebody tried to get in your truck with dog crap on their shoes? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Who smelt that? We you did. Them. Oh, yeah. I told you them to did. take their shoes off and put them in the bed. <laughs> Oh Quint got in his God. truck and he said, "What is that smell?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, o- I'm over there like this, <laughs> covering my nose up from the back seat. Someone goes, "I think I'm starting dog." I was like, "Well, you better take your shoes off and put them in the bed of the truck you're riding barefoot." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We thought it was only going to be the main trails when we started the night. Oh yeah, and thought we would end up having to park the truck somewhere. But Quentin thought otherwise because when we got to the 19th hole. Which is really quick. I mean, really cool. I don't know if you've ever been out there with us at Muddy Bottoms when no, we go to the. I don't think so. So in one of the back trails, it backs up to a golf course. Really nice. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> Sarepta golf course. It's nine full holes. <laughs> <laughs> and so Muddy Bottoms actually rents the clubhouse during the ride, so you can drive back to the nineteenth hole. Cross a creek on a single wide uh, four wheeler bridge that's just barely wide enough for a side by side, and you can hang out there and 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 we do every ride whenever it become, uh, gets night as we go over there. So we got to the bridge. I was like, man, for sure, for sure, we're leaving the truck here. We're crossing the bridge. We're going to the nineteenth hole and hanging out. But no, sir. <laughs> if it fits, it ships. <laughs> I know, I'm I'm hanging out this window over here. Like you good? Quentin's over here on this side. We're in a 10,000-pound truck crossing this freaking homemade bridge. <laughs> Dude. And the, the Wait, what was it built out of? Was it just a wood oh, nobody, bridge? Yeah, nobody checked. Uh, nobody it's checked. It's just wood. Yeah, with just metal rails on Nobody checked. And it there's like 2,500. Yeah. 10,000-pound oh, truck, 8,000-pound truck across a four-wheeler bridge. <laughs> it fit, though, and it didn't have a, a weight limit sign, so. What shocked me is on the way out how fast. Fast, he went across the bridge. Like instead, it was like an LACC race. Like, he don't went out to the 19th hole and had a couple, 
Had oh, a no. And then, but, yep, lights. yep. And then on his way out, he didn't even check up, dude. He went through it at four wheeler speed. He probably didn't even know it was there. Dude, maybe <laughs> not. No. On the way in, you got to make a hard right to get the bridge. So you, you, you're you not sure if you're lined up. And then there's a mud hole we hit coming into the 19th hole. We ripped through that. And on the way out, we hit that. And it was way worse the second time on the way out. So I had to keep the speed. So sure I knew we were lined up with the bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all right. Yeah. So that was after we were at the 19th hole for three hours. And Dustin's looking out the window, cross-eyed, saying, yeah, for sure you got it. <laughs> you did. out there, a little whiskey bent. But I will say, they did make it. They yeah. did make it. Bro, we had the most fun. That was fun. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, it was fun. I don't have it in below the speakers out of that truck. Because it was on max volume for the whole night. That's how I ride. And honestly, it wasn't that bad of a move. Because, you know, some people haven't learned the same lesson that Boone learned. That whenever it goes for the water to evacuate and so we were on our way back to 19th hole do y'all remember pulling up to that really high levee at the edge of the lake oh yes that's out there on muddy bottoms and there was that ranger and people in the water had flipped a ranger maybe 15 foot down an embankment at least flipped two or three times down an embankment and was down in the lake and so everybody's out there like with the, their the rangers in the lake. Yeah, the Polaris Ranger is down in the lake. Flip down this fifteen foot embankment. Way I'm out thinking there, dude. Ford Ranger. <laughs> oh, bro, if it was a Ford Ranger, <laughs> it would have had no problem getting out of there, dude. It was steeper than that uh, thing you flipped down too. Yeah, was it? Yeah, for oh, yeah. sure, for sure. And so th- three axles, two or three axles broke on this Ranger. Yeah, it was only one wheel drive. Yeah, and so it's down on the bottom. They have a bunch of side-by-sides hooked winches to it, trying to pull it up this <laughs> vertical embankment and was not happening. So we all stand around and try to heckle them for a while and talk a little trash, like help them get this thing out mm. there, popping winch lines. And so Quinn's like, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. I know how to get this thing out of here. And all of a sudden, the 2500 Ram in the trails wasn't such a bad idea. Yeah, it was the only thing I was getting out of there. The embankment was so steep when they were trying to, they were had their bikes so far away because it would pull them into the hill. Mm-hmm. The winch line was on the ground and like digging into pull, the pull bank. It, yes. pulling it into the wall because it was so vertical. Mm-hmm. And man, they, they, everybody was licked up. Nobody knew what to do. There was everybody that had a winch line was pulling this way, this way. They're literally on the trail, teed. Pulling against each other. Pulling against each other. And you just hear this thing creaking, winch lines popping, and everybody's standing close. I mean, winch lines running through the crowd, and they're just watching and sipping there and drinking, and everybody's hollering, do this, do that. All steel cable? Uh, There was a mix. There was a mix. (laughs) There was a good mix of cables. Bro, that's how you die. 100% though. And so, uh, and then that brave dude driving it, man, like. And it wasn't even his ranger. mm -mm. He was just trying to help those girls out. He was down there waist deep in the water trying to get it out of there. So a bunch of girls. Mm -hmm. They were ripping, bro, and had to have left off that levee at 25, 30 miles an hour because this thing was way out in the lake. Have you ever seen the video of Quentin at Sabine mm-hmm. uh, whenever he topped the levee and never checked the on culvert? the other side and sinked off the <laughs> Bro, if you would have hit it just a little bit harder, landed, I think you would have made it. 100%. Mm, if it would have blowed all the suspension out of that bike if I landed flat. <laughs> we can go back and try it again. Uh-huh, oh, yeah. Especially with the new one. It's probably got a little better shot. Like, it's good. Oh, yeah. no. So okay, it's going to have a fresh motor. Yeah. A little yeah. extra horsepower coming oh, off that. Oh, yeah. You good. Bro, yes, right. This is your second round in the ten twenty club. I forgot about. It. Let's not go without mentioning that. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go big engine in this one. So you're saying like a what's what's ten twenty double for twenty forty club? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're in the twenty forty club. <laughs> but for, don't feel good. Nah, that's <laughs> nothing to good. brag about. Anybody that wants to join the ten twenty club is welcome to. It's just not something that you're gonna brag about afterwards. And it's expensive to be a part of our club. 
The yeah. age is part of it too, ain't it? Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, hundred. All of us are now. Me, DH, Quentin twice, Cowboy once, and Logan. Logan's part of mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, just fortunately, you ride Hondas, so keep riding that. You'll never have to join the ten. Be good to go. Even if I go ten twenty, all I got to do is drain it. <laughs> Boone don't ever ride it, so we ain't got to worry about it. No way. So, it's <laughs> a good point. It's, all right, I'll make it to the next drive. So. We now we got to devise a strategy of like getting all these people out of the way, getting Quinn's truck hooked to this thing, and pulling it out. But one thing that we have learned in years of going riding and helping other people on their vehicles is you never hook the line to their vehicle, you let them pick (laughs) what they want to hook it to. The only thing we would do is get out and look at it, make sure like it wasn't going to blow through Quinn's grill or Mm -hmm. knock his windshield out of the truck. But like they would hook it up, and we're just like. Oh, man. They did uh, scratch my front bumper with that shackle. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. But, um, like y'all were talking about, uh, I mean, I we've all pulled a bunch of stuff out with a diesel truck. There ain't much you got to get on the throttle for and for low in one of them trucks. Normally, you just let off the brake, and it'll kind of pull if you got good traction. And I was on hard-packed ground, and they hooked up to that thing, and I was like, well, the only way we're going to get it out is put the nose of the truck as far as we can over there and swing it this way to pull it up the road this way. Because if I would have just backed up, it would have done what they were doing, drag it along the side of the mm-hmm. hill over. Oh, so you didn't try the boosted launch like you did at <laughs> Oh, everybody, dude, things. everybody was yelling, tear the bumper off of it, spool that thing up. <laughs> and they almost had me talked into it. Because <laughs> DH was going, I, and he turned the radio up where we couldn't hear him. Because <laughs> you got to remember, this was the way back from the 19th uh, hole. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, oh, we was feeling right. All they needed was a little peer pressure, and they'd had... So the first time we hooked his truck to it, they hooked it up. We made them hook it up, and Quentin and me and DH were looking at it. I was like, man, are you sure that's where you want it hooked? And yeah, yeah, for sure. Go ahead and pull it. It'll hold up. He ended up tearing the whole front face of the bumper off. So it was a sheet metal face on a bumper and literally <laughs> peeled it open like a sardine can, tore that off. They ran it through the radiator ports, like where just air is supposed to pass through the sheet metal. And I remember filling the truck something like kind of, like, the bike wasn't moving, but I could feel the truck pulling something. I was like, yep, something's coming off. I just kept <laughs> Oh, man. I didn't hear a no. I heard a go, so I'm still just... No, they were saying, whoa. Oh. <laughs> and Quentin and Dustin had the radio yeah, we had up the radio just too pulling loud. on <laughs> it. Oh, I thought they were singing. So at this point... That thing's totaled. Just leave it there. Yeah, for Bro, when sure I, it was bad. Yeah. I was when I say I was at 15, 20% throttle on four low, full lock, like this way, and the truck's going and we're going real slow, and all of a sudden you feel you can feel it's tearing something. It's not pulling anything. Mm. And all of a sudden, bah, and then they come up and they're holding up the sheet metal front bumper. You know, there was a state farm call that morning. Oh that next for morning. Sure said it got stolen at the park. We hadn't mm-hmm. seen it since. We did end up getting out. After we tore yeah. a few more parts off of there until he finally hooked to something that would hold up. Quinn finally got it out with the twenty five hundred. I know what it was. You, you know always, how when you're hooking something up you don't want to get your hands dirty? So they didn't want to stick their arms way in the frame. So once we tore everything out of the way, they're like, Oh, there's the frame too. <laughs> oh man. And the the way that always I always start with frame. Yeah, hundred percent. One way that I learned that is um back at my old house, you remember when I lived in uh Cypress Bend? Yep. And I live right there on that uh, on that slough that was behind my house. Where the homeowners kicked you out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where I always got the homeowners letters. Well, that used to be no like concrete road and no houses back there behind there. So it was like just kind of a dirt road. Well, this little kid pulled down there in his mom's car, I guess, from the neighborhood. and uh, Been there before. Dro- <laughs> drove too far down there and got it hung up. 
So he literally came knocking on my door and like he was super suspect. I was like, dude, what do you, I was, wasn't going to let him by without giving him a hard time. This guy have ankle bracelet? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but one of the girls with us did have an ankle bracelet on. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the. <laughs> so he came knocking on my door. He's like, sir, sir, I could tell he was super nervous. So I started to go like question. I was like, what are you doing back here? What's like your parents' it, number? <laughs> it was a dead end road. I was like, where do you live? What, what was you doing? And he was just, he didn't want to answer nothing. I was like, cool, no problem, dude. I'll help you get out of here. So I walked down there with a chain, dropped it on the ground. I said, this is your car. I'm not paying for nothing on it. So you hook to what you want me to pull on. And uh, just, just by looking at him, do you think he knew where to hook to the he car? had no clue. <laughs> had no clue. So he started off by hooking it through the wheel spoke. Looking back at you in the truck going, hooking it to itself. <laughs> Good. Hooking. Front or rear? It was, the, uh, it was the front of the car. He had, backed down, he, would, he had backed down in there and parked and then couldn't get out. So it was through his front wheel on a front-wheel drive car. He ran it through oh, the spoke no. and hooked it to itself. So I had to get out of the truck, and I walked over. And I was like, yeah, um, what happens when you give it gas? And you could tell it never entered its mind until right then. And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah we can't hook it there I bro see. he's about to put the redneck boot on it and have that chain so wrapped up <laughs> right in front so i was like um, pick another spot and he's like well where do you think i should hook it and i said you need to hook it underneath the front end on a frame rail like something that's gonna hold up whenever i pull because i was in my f-350 and this is like a honda accord like a little silver four-door small car it's like hook it underneath the bumper find a frame rail something solid hook it on he's like all right all right i got it and so he crawled on there. It had been raining, so he's soaking oh, wet. God. Whole side of him, his head from leaning under this car. So he hooked it around something. I heard metal touch metal. So I was like, okay, surely he's got it. Was it the frame brace underneath the motor? Oh, just let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> you know he was. You know he was down there doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing, and you. And his whole buzz just got killed. Dead. Oh. <laughs> it was not near as fun as the original was. So we got it hooked. It was metal on metal. So I was like, okay, cool. We're good. So I put the truck in. I said, are you sure? You got it hooked on something that you trust. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. So I was like, all right, four low, just <laughs> like when reverse, and just let off the brake. And I knew when I felt no tension and I was getting farther away from the car, he didn't pick the frame rail. <laughs> uh. So he hooked it to the radiator support that the bumper and radiator mount to in the front. So when I backed mm. up, it literally tore the whole front fascia off and tore the radiator loose from the front of the car until the chain slipped off the metal post and then just left everything oh hanging. <laughs> and you could tell he jumped out and he was like, oh, my gosh, and ran over to the car and, like, he started trying to push, push it off. <laughs> <laughs> he was literally pushing the whole front fascia back on there like it was going to stay together. And I was like, dude... I told you pick something strong, but I was like, but now that all that's out of the way, hook it right there. <laughs> <laughs> hook it right there on the frame. Oh, so we God. learned, or I learned early on, you never hook somebody's chain up for you. Because if I'd hooked that up and tore that off, he's going to be like, you got to pay mm -hmm. for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to pay for this. You tore this up. You hooked it up. So now. Even though all you're doing oh, is trying to help them out. Trying to help them. So yeah. now I just throw them the chain and say, you could hook it up. Tell me when you're ready to pull. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get dirty. That's why I tell them to hook it up. I would, If I was you and I would have tore that off, I would have been like, oh, no problem. Let me go get my checkbook from the house. I would have went to the house. He'd have seen the front porch lights turn off. <laughs> <laughs> His parents would have showed up and said, what are you talking about? And he lied to you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's basically the same thing happened to that Ranger. You tear enough stuff off the front, and then you figure out where you really need to hook it to and get it out. <laughs> you get all the plastics, the whole front bumper off the way, out the way, then you realize, oh, there's the frame right there. We can hook up. 
I found, though, on those cars, hooking through the wheel with a strap is the best way. And just don't tell them to get no gas. Just drag the car. Oh, really? Yeah, there's nothing other you can hook to. There's always that valence, and you're climbing in the mud trying to find something to hook to. No, 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 I'm not. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They're climbing. They are. I'm like, look, man, I'm trying to get to the house or do whatever. Just run that soft strap through the wheel. You don't give me gas. Put it in park and set the e-brake, and I'm going to drag this thing. Especially Mm. on, like, unibody cars. They ain't got nothing underneath there anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, unibody cars and tearing some parts up, Quentin, you made a new acquisition within the last week and a half. Isn't that right? Yeah. Just since we got back. Dude, I get bored. I get bored something. I don't know. He's got got his Corvette tore up, so you got to go do something. That's right. That's right. He's got the drift Corvette tore down. Went and tried to buy another Corvette the other day because he was tired of waiting on his other Corvette to get ready. What happened to your Corvette? Uh, me and DJ took it out. It wasn't me and D. Like, I was just there. 1020. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> D kept going, man, let's see if this thing sounds like a seven grand. <laughs> man, that sounds good. Let's go higher. <laughs> we burned, we burned all half, uh, half the oil in the engine in four hours. Yeah. But that was, that really wasn't our fault. The motor was already hurt. It's I, what um, you would say passing the grass line in a Corvette. Oh, yeah. So he basically 1020 this Corvette too. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, so. And when we say 1020, next time it's going to be a thousand and twenty horsepower when it gets done. Yeah, we're going. Uh, that's going to be sweet. If we can ever get it done, waiting on parts. But yeah, so I... Um, so the Corvette what, was tore up. Yeah. And then uh, no one would sell me another one for a good deal. So I think they were just like prestigious Corvette owners. They're like, not selling it to you. <laughs> they knew what I was going to do to it. We've seen them videos of what you've been doing with it. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn's not part of what you would consider the Corvette club. You know oh, what I mean? no. He doesn't walk that walk and talk that talk. So they're like, nah, I don't think I'm going to sell my Corvette to you. It's like people have that love for a Corvette. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they don't want to, they want to see it go to a good home. I know the like ones Ferrari. that are, Like a Ferrari. I know the ones they're not going to sell me is the ones in the post they say, don't have to sell. It's my baby. I'm yeah, like, yeah. He ain't gonna sell me this one. <laughs> never, never driven in the rain. Yeah, that's how you know they ain't gonna give it to nobody. So yeah, I got bored and uh, went and watched uh, my uncle run dirt track racing, which I grew up at the dirt track and never really had any want to buy one. And uh, um, I went and watched him, and like for whatever reason, like when you know somebody running that close to you, I was excited. Like I was like, it's like when we're at the races, I'm not racing and watching y'all. I'm like, you know, everybody's running tight and you're freaking cheering. And I was like, I got to get one. So we started shopping. I tried to buy a cheap one because I, I don't know how to drive them. I've never driven them. I mean, we've driven all kind of other stuff. But this racing is different because you got to enter the corner in a slide against everybody else's cars. And, like, people around here have some nice cars. Like, mm-hmm. Boot Hill, it's a country sport, man, but they're twenty and $30,000 race cars. If not and, more. Yeah, they're yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice cars. Well, well, let <clears throat> Quinn's in the super stock class. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he didn't go buy no late model. <laughs> no, yeah, no, they are. They're 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 anywhere brand new from it's about a thirty five thousand dollar car for a brand new one. And the front part of the pack is all thirty five thousand dollar cars. And then you trickle back to like a three thousand dollar car. So that's what I was looking for. <laughs> that's where I'd be. Yeah. yeah that's so where I was like, so I asked Frankie, I'm like, I want to buy one of these things. I want to race. And he, I was like, that's freaking fun. I never have I been to the track where I've been in that into it. We go watch, I'm like, oh, it's cool. But seeing him race, I was like, I want to race with him. So uh, he's like, all right, let's get you a cheap car with, like, good parts because you're going to bang it up. I'm like, all right, cool. So we start shopping, and I'm thinking we're going to spend three or $4,000. No, like, with a good rear end and transmission and motor, with a home-built chassis and, like, home-built sheet metal. Like, it's not a pretty car. It's, it's decent looking. Um, like, eight grand. Jeez. Yeah, so I was like, he's like, man, if you want to race, like, that's what you're going to have to get. Otherwise, you're going to buy something that you're going to be – uh, putting a radiator in, maybe the motor might be going its way out. He's like, you're gonna spend that kind of money on it regardless. Pick the car up, checked it out, had a brand new motor, um, transmission rear end, like all good stuff, and uh, went and ran it the first night at Manny, 
And like, I drive. I can drive just about anything I can get in. Dude, I was terrible. <laughs> Frankie was like, hey, we got to uh, pay money, get in the draw. They random draw, and that's your starting order. You had but a decent draw, didn't you? Third place. Yeah, of course. Both, first race ever. Both heats, third place. So I'm there's there's uh, there were so many cars. There were 70 cars. Oh, and my So we had God. to do... Just in your class? Yes. We had to do two, two or three heats, three heats, and then normally there's only like one heat and a feature. Mm-hmm. And we had to do three heats and two features, a B main and an A main. Hey, that's seat time right there. Man, that's mm-hmm. laps. So I'm like, I got this. Like No practice. No practice. Never driven the car. So, and like you drive them on the street and they're a tall gear, they're one gear. And I'm like, I'm like, Frankie, this thing ain't fast. Like it don't feel like my Corvette. I'm thinking like carburetor, this thing sounds mean. You think it's going to freaking pin you back. Well, it's like starting off in fourth gear in the thing, you know, because it runs like 90 miles an hour, mm-hmm. something like that, 90, 90 to 100 all the way on the tack. Well, um, uh, we, we, we run the, uh, the first heat, and um, I'm jammed in every car. And it's scary, bro, because we're running 35, 40 miles an hour. And, like, I'd watched all the races starting. And, and they're, like, I'm, all around you, front, back, side to side, right up on you. When you go to the races, you're not paying attention to much. You're not looking at it like, I'm going to be right there, and I'm watching how they're sitting off. When I showed up at the race, like, I was, like, watching every race. Like, all right, how are they starting the corner? How are they not oh, running yeah. each other? And, like, we start out, and I'm like, bro, how are they blipping the throttle and getting the car sideways? Like, they're, dude, almost touching each other. And I'm looking at all the cars I got to run with. All brand new cars. Oh, These dudes good. fight in the pits if you run into their cars. Like I'm not I'm not they're nice, you. nice dirt. Nice cars. cars. Very hey, nice cars. Good thing for you, you also like to fight. <laughs> <laughs> not when you're the bad guy. Anyways, I'm in third place and I'm like, all right, here we go. Smash the throttle, the car takes off. I'm running with everybody. It's really fast. It has um it has one of the best engine building shops, brand new motor in it. So it's crazy fast on the track so take off i'm running with them first corner comes up i'm like man i really don't know what to do like everybody you know it looks like they're hucking the car in well there are three wheel brakes and they're set up on caster and tow to where when you let off and get weight on the front and the car automatically sets up gets loose and turns in you know so it kind of set up well i'm thinking driving like we drive our four-wheel drive car so i'm like all right let me progressively get on the throttle bro this thing heads straight for the wall Hmm. And like I'm like, oh god, that's one thing I was like, I'm not hitting the wall tonight. I'm good. And I've always wondered, like, bro, how are these freaking squirrels driving all the way across the track and hitting the wall? Mm -hmm. If I was in there, I'd be driving so much better than that. (laughs) You don't realize, man, that we're running 80, 90 miles an hour into that first corner wide open throttle, and get the car set up, and 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 immediately as soon as I touch the throttle, it points straight to the wall, and I start turning, and I'm trying to get on the gas and brakes and figure it out. Drop all the way back to second as last, and I'm like, please don't hit me, please don't hit me. You just hear whoa, whoa, whoa! Everybody's passing you, and uh, I get on the throttle. We're used to our cars that are two to one steering, eight to one steering. Oh, so you're flipping car. hands? You're oh, because sw- I got the car going. It looks like I'm uh, a rab drifting down the straightaway. <laughs> I'm just in, going back and I'm forth. I'm in a new, beautiful car and looking like an idiot. Just swinging oh, it Oh, I back got it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I see crowd, infield. I think the tow truck drivers in the infield, the tech guys were running. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know if I was going to shoot towards the inside of the track. Cause, oh and I'm like, God. God, I look like an idiot. I'm like, thank God my race suit doesn't have my car number on it or look like my car. And I get out of this thing, right? So I fought it all night, man, and I was just like, and I stayed second to last. I ran both heats and ran second to last. Who were you holding off at that pace? Um, I think a child. I think there was a child. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he was scared to pass me that I would run into him. Dude, right, he's so. not exaggerating. Mike, he sent because Mikey Daniels went out there with him and sent me some videos of him. Dude, and he literally had that thing swinging back and forth, going down the straightaway, coming through the corner. Mm-hmm. He would swing it all the way and point towards infield. 
and then drive out, give it gas, and get it kicked back out. Like, dude, he would. It just wouldn't drive straight. Dude, I could not get it figured out. And I'm go- I'm sitting here like going, dude, how are they keeping their cars on the track? Like, this doesn't make sense. This It felt like when we sit behind a crappy simulator when the steering wheel is not set right, mm-hmm. and you're like, I can't drive this dumb thing. That's how it felt in the car. Mm-hmm. And it was fast and strong and on slick tires on that track. So, like, you get on the throttle, it feels like a 1,000 horsepower on that track. <laughs> you know, it just burns the tires off. I couldn't get it figured out. So I stayed second to last. I was coming off the track, and people were like, hey, man, like the car looks a little too tight. You're going to have to drive it harder. I said, I don't know how to drive it. I said, you're going to tell me to run the car in faster and deeper in the corner and throw it in? I'm going to run into someone's car. And they were like, that's dirt track racing. I was like, all right. So that's what I did. Oh, bro, I banged into probably eight cars. <laughs> I was ready to come off the track and write checks to people for sheet metal cars. <laughs> or, or just get out of the car and just start swinging on people. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to do that the first night out. For sure, um, literally use people like we talk about at LACC, like bumper rails, because coming 90 miles an hour, as soon as I saw them set their car in, I would jam the brakes on, pitch the car in, and just put it on the floor. And I would, boom, touch their car. But, I mean, people were doing it, but it's just not clean racing. And like that's how I drove the car the rest of the time. You had to I had to just drive it so hard, like on the floor. It's not any faster. The car's completely sideways, just screaming. And you can just hear it lug down getting traction. And so I finished that out and uh didn't make the feature. I missed the feature by one spot. The last corner. Oh man. I'm in fifth. I made it up to fifth for the B feature. I not got, second to last? Not second to last. I made oh, it to man. fifth. Drove up through the pack to fifth. the last corner before the checkered flag. I throw the car in too hard. I was gapped the dude behind me that was in six. So I had it. All I had to do was just literally drive through the corner. Well, to me, to get the car to turn, I had to pitch it in and just have it completely sideways. Otherwise, it would track towards the wall. And so uh, the car goes to spin out, and I'm like, I'm not spinning out tonight. So I get on the brakes a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool. That's the feel. The car's going to stay coming around. Well, I look back. It's the dude I had tap cars never let off squirted the back of my car. Shifted the whole rear tube chassis over like four oh, inches on that brand man. new car so it's got to be back half now but so i i was like i was like man i gotta go talk to these dudes and make sure they're not mad so i go over there and poor dude's coming off the track he made the feature he's coming off the track rear axle tore out from under the car the whole side of it's uh totaled and i was like man his dad i was like hey man what's going on and i said uh where's the double zero car at and uh he goes that's my son and he's standing in the trail i'm like oh god and i'm like well i'm number four that was rubbing him on the <laughs> Uh, the heat, and he goes, "Yeah, man, you damn, you was all over him. That's a, that's a brand new uh outlaw car, thirty thirty five thousand oh, dollar car, man. brand new, brand new car." And uh, I was like, "Man, I'm sorry. If I need to pay for anything, I will." He's like, "Well, it really don't matter now. They're towing him off the track. It's totaled." He got looking. He was a new driver too, a pretty new driver. He got looking down on a caution. He said, and he looked up, and the pack of cars was shut down. Mm. And he and they don't stop. Like them cars are like ice. And, so, and they only got three brakes to set the car up. So he's like, I just slammed on the brakes, turned the car sideways, and he hit the back of everybody's car. And it broke the axle, mm. caved in the whole side of the car. And I talked to him. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm not mad. You know, it's just, he's like, yeah, if you're new, you know, there's going to be more rubbing. He's like, you'll get it figured out. Well, then come to find out, I was just told Frankie, I was like, bro, this this ain't for me. Like, I can't drive that thing. Like, I don't, I'm not going to go out there and tear up this $15,000 car. I've already got a back half it now. So, yeah, bent the car. Um, and then I was talking to him. I was like, man, I was like, why do I got to drive it like that? I watch other people drive and it doesn't look like 
their cars are he's like you just got uh the car's too tight i was like okay well what do i need to do what does that mean what yeah. do you mean yeah. it's that's the second time you that somebody said that to you right? yeah like people at the track were telling me like man you were fighting the car and they were like can you drive you're driven for it and i'm like yeah i race all the time <laughs> i was hesitant to tell them that and they're like yeah the car looked too tight and i was like okay so um they were like change this one spring 25 pound difference in the rear spring the the second night in the car the first race i placed second against the track owner's daughter and like apparently she's crazy fast now she did half track me (laughs) (laughs) bro half tracked me in her car yes because frankie told me he's like i went down here and i beat her one time he's like man she's freaking fast he's like you want to go run up in arkansas i was like yeah i want to get some seat time in the car i was like if this spring changes it and everybody says that's the difference in the car and and uh and sure enough, dude, went from not being able to drive the car to it driving like it was on asphalt, like hmm. everybody else's look. So the first the first heat, I took second. Um, the uh, feature, I started second and uh, was going to finish second and right under – actually, sorry, I got passed by the old track owner and the daughter stayed out in front of us the whole time. And then Frankie slid under me uh, the last lap, the, the second to last corner. He's like, yeah, I couldn't let you beat me. So he's like, I crammed my car in there. And slid under you. But what's funny is the first race I beat him, you could tell he didn't want me to beat him. He ramped his car over mine. Oh, wow. I'm driving into the uh, couple laps into the first heat, and uh, he started um, two uh, two spots behind me, two two positions behind me. And like I'm, I'm we're ripping. I'm like, dang, the car feels good. Like they don't stand a chance. Like I'm gonna get in front of everybody. So I stayed pace with the girl. And then there was another kid right here off my right, and he was taking the high line. And all of a sudden, I feel him boom, like hit. And all of a sudden, I look over my shoulder, and I just see a full-size Monte Carlo in the air. <laughs> the, tires, the tires are at my window height. So the car's about this high off the ground. I thought it tore the rear end out from under my car because I'm picturing, like, all right, if that happened, he hit my tire. So that tore the rear end out from the car. So I was in second. Boom, I see him fly by. He's pointed toward the wall, and everybody's up there high. Like, how he got the car turned into anybody, I don't know. So he flies into third. Oh, man. And he gets the back straight, and we run the race. And then a red car comes around me, which was the old track owner, and apparently he's super fast and always dialed. So he came around me, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to race. I'm not going to run another car. It's like, cool, he can have second. I'm good with it. Like, the car's driving good. I'm happy. And then the last lap, the third to last corner, Frankie slides under my car. He takes the low line and kind of pulls a dirty move. He calls, he's like, it's a, he's like everybody calls it a slide job. It's where you go too fast and slide your car in front of theirs. And they can either choose to run into you or get on the brakes. And I yeah. wasn't going to run into them, so mm-hmm. I got on the brakes. And I, so I took, we took third and fourth. And then we're about to leave the track, and uh, we hear someone raising hell. The dude that finished second was, like, mad that that girl beat him. But her, they own the track. Her car, yeah. dude, no steering angle, no sideways, just driving like it's on asphalt and fast. She really? could drive. Oh, yeah. She, she was a straightaway ahead of all of us. Everybody Probably got two different cars or in driving during the week. Dude, I'm telling yeah, you right Probably now, practicing out yeah. of the track. Well, tire pressure, wheel spacers, and springs – huge difference in the car hmm. and I know so tire pressure does a lot out there man like i said just that one 25 pound spring on one corner of the car was the difference between back of the pack and front of the pack so supposedly yeah. tread depth does a lot for them too slicks yeah we can't run on anything uh it's all slick tires really they don't do the groups tires. nope can't they can't have no groove at all not a steering groove not mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. So the car's got to be dialed on the suspension. So we did all that. And then Frankie's like, that dude's down there raising hell, um, uh, protesting the girl's car. And we were all kind of like, because Frankie was like, because Frankie's fast, like he wins. And um, uh, he was like, I was like, man, can they really freaking like, because you come out of the corners and like, I've got a brand new motor. 
And Frankie's got, he built his own engine, not that it's not good, but it's got a 30 nights on it. And apparently at about 30 or 40 nights, the motors are about to go. Mm. And so, cause you're turning them seven grand the whole race. And uh, Frankie, Fra- like my, you can tell my car's a little stronger, but it's not enough to pull on them straight away. Like it all comes down to suspension and picking the perfect line. And you're not going to beat somebody by a, a straightaway on the track, not mm-hmm. second place anyways. So we were like, man, we don't know if her car's legal or not, whatever. Like she's a good driver. Cause she did. It wasn't like she was all over the place and beat us. She ran good lines. So well, that ra- dude, sorry. Go ahead. Are y'all racing for money or? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was $600. It was $600 for first, like oh. 500. Yeah. Yeah. There was money. Okay. Is it? Big like money. a championship? Yeah. Oh. There's a championship that you're... Yeah, they, they follow championship. Okay. Man, that's some serious That makes scratch. more sense right there, son. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Oh, yeah. $15,000 car. I spent a grand that week getting it, <laughs> everything I needed, and we're out there tearing them to pieces for 500 But no, <laughs> the whole point of those races are, is there are, like, there's a there's a $5,000 race in two weeks. So oh. there's there's all these $500 payouts or 1000 or $2,000 payouts, and then there's, like, a five or ten or fifteen thousand dollar race like every two months. Got so it. like you're basically trying not to tear up the car and get it dialed in for that big race. Get ready for are you race. gonna be at are you gonna be at that race? Yeah we're gonna oh, do it. Oh yeah I'm gonna be there it's too. Called Where's the, that? The Cajun Classic Where's out that? at uh it's either Boot Hill or Texarkana. Oh, oh we're like going. Hey, we going. Oh you already know Quinn just got himself a pit crew for a fifteen thousand dollar race. That's what I need. Oh, I need somebody with these on going, hey you need to move up on the line or this or that. I don't so, think radios are legal in dirt track cars. They are in my car on my team. Oh, okay I got it guys. I'm a first year pioneer. Oh well you can count on me being on your radio yeah yeah um, so uh the dude protester we go down there and like i don't care we were only gonna win like 100 more bucks a piece or something so we're down there heckling them and i got a, my big bright flashlight and i'm like you know joking searching with her car yeah one of their tearing well i want to see what spring she was running because that's what matters so i'm trying to lay her under the car and the tech man goes what are you doing <laughs> i was like i'm taking the car he goes, <laughs> he goes you have to put up 450 dollars and so he put up 450 i'm protesting her car well there's a rule at that track he didn't know about you can counter protest which is fair she goes oh, well i'll put up 450 i'm protesting your car too oh, so snap. they tear oh, they God. bro they tear her car down so if her car is legal she gets the 450 bucks and the 450 bucks but you're, it's not really worth it. They tore her car down, to, all, complete engine, completely down. Oh. So he can stand there and go, nope, I want to look in the rear diff. I want this. Tor-. They can tear the car all the way down that night. Ha- you have to come off the track from the race. If you win, first, second, third, has to go into the infield, wade. And then at that point, they can say, I'm protesting. They say, all right, leave your car here and go get your cash. Like, you cannot, like, if you win, first, second, third, you can't, if you don't go to the infield immediately, if you just drive on the track, you're DQ'd. Really? Yeah, because you could throw weight in it or whatever. The car could be light. So they take it super serious. And I was like, five or $600? And this dude put up 450 <laughs> They tore her car down. They go as far as to weigh the camshaft to make sure it's not gun drilled. Like, people do crazy trick stuff to these cars. And so... Dude, they pulled the cam out of the motor. They tore the motor completely down. Completely right. down. And that's what I set out. Who's but paying that, to put it all back together? Well, this is what's crazy. So the company that builds my engine, Best Engines and PTS, are two of the top engine building companies. If you win with their car and you get protested, you get to keep that money, and they put your motor back together free because you just whipped everybody's ass on a on a freaking legal motor. Mm. That's sweet. So, so she's good, but it's still you're there till two in the morning. So we're two hours, three hours away from the house. We go down there and we're you know talking crap to them, and they're laughing a little bit. But you could tell that one dude was mad, and the girl's cracking up. Because I was talking to her boyfriend in the stands, and I was like, "Is she legal?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "We just built our in, our own engines, and we know all the tricks." And I was like, "Okay." So our car ended up being legal. Well, when it comes time to tear his down, he says no to the protest. So he was in an illegal car 
and got beat by her in a legal car. And so that movement, he gets DQ'd. He can't race there for two weeks. That's and all that happens whenever you decline a protest. It's track do. rules. They can do whatever. They can ban you from the track, which I think that should happen. Like, in, unless he's like, look, my car is legal. I just don't want to stay here for another two hours or something. Like, there should be some kind of penalty. But, yeah, it's like two weeks not racing. I, I think maybe he can buy back into after two weeks something like there's some penalties like mm. there's heavy penalties mm. and stuff but yeah he was raising hell but talking about fighting at the track the there was a um five thousand dollar race that night to win and that class bro they get wild them dudes them them dudes down there don't care about their cars that's a lot of money to them right uh yeah five grand for a race oh yeah so they uh they were we were i'm back in the pits checking my car and frankie's telling me everything we're buffing tires we're doing everything legal we can and uh, and so all of a sudden we see a tow truck, like the cops come running and a whole crowd of people come running off the track and uh, franking them like, man, they're about to fight. We just saw a bad wreck. And I'm like, what? Bro, there's like 30 people here, 30 people here. And there's one freaking sheriff in the middle. And I was like, bro, he found mm, to be in a bind, bro. And these are Arkansas redneck people because like there's some big old dudes running. There's 30 big dudes. <laughs> like I've seen them at the corn dog stand two or three times that night. <laughs> in one night? Oh, yeah. God. With multiple corn dogs, getting 12 packs of corn dogs. <laughs> so they come off the track. And then you see this record truck carrying this brand new car. Axle tore out from under it. Like looks like a track hoe got a hold of it. Apparently, Frankie's like, yeah, they this dude was beating them by half track. They get a caution, and so you pack up every caution. The caution, everybody packs back up. And uh, the this was first place he was beating them, and he's like, yeah, they knew they were going to beat them. So there was a, people there from Arkansas that were family, friends, whatever. They just decided, hey, before the green light, because the way the races are is they you, you get on the track, and then you stagger in your positions, and they're telling you in your radio, like, hey, number four, your two position, this position, because they're calling out after the caution and say, hey, you were this here, here, here. You could keep your spot. And um, so they packed up, and the way it works is once you go around you see the lights off on the thing, you first place can start between these two tires at any point you want. If you pass that last tire, then the second position pole can start the race if you're not paying attention and sleeping. Well, instead of everybody waiting, they all, I guess, got together and were like, hey, we're just going to freaking go wide open throttle as soon as the second, second tire. And that way it's hard to tell, like, hey, did he start the race or not? And they just ran his car over. They just mm. sacrificed like one of them, like one of them was like, I'm gonna drive from the back of the pack and I'll just hit his car and sacrifice it. And Frankie and them said that he they just literally went wide open throttle and he's sitting still about to start his race and they're just pacing at like 15, 20 miles an hour and literally just hit the back corner of it and stayed on the throttle and ran the whole car over. So like the axle was tore out from under the roof was ran over the hood corner over here like he drove over the car. Dude, only got a flat on his car. Pulls off the track thinking he's about to go to his pit and change because their caution is still under caution, getting that car off. So he hauls butt to the pit, changes the tire, and all these people are coming like, bro, we're finna drag him out this car. And he starts coming back, and the sheriff tells him, like, hey, you got to take your car back down there. You're not running. Like, they black flagged you. He's like, what? And, like, they almost, dude, they were so close to getting a fight. And then one dude that he told to go back down there, the cop's like, oh, I'm going to take you to jail. But it's one cop. Then who's going to be at the races? So he stands there, and he knows. He's, like, puts his hands up. He's like, all right, take me to jail. I paid to watch the races. I'm going to the stands to watch the races. But they was going up there to fight. Mm-hmm. Like, it got mm-hmm. wild in Arkansas, dude. <laughs> and y'all got to come and watch these things called uh, um, Dwarf. Uh, they're like mini. I don't even know how to explain. It. I forget the car. They're like mini mini mods. They're a Jixer 1000 motor E85, so like 250 horsepower, 1600 pounds, and they do 125 <laughs> miles an hour on oh, a 3H my. track. The wheelbase is about small. They're small and raised 800s. 
Dude, they're tiny. That sounds doing fun. Bro, something miles it's like an little hour. midgets. When they yeah. t- when they touch, they just go flipping. We probably oh, saw twenty wrecks that night, and really? there was a hundred and thirty of them that showed up. Bro, when I say turned on on this how, track, how much is one of those things? I don't know. Yeah. Frankie goes, "That's what you need to get." I said, "I'm in." I said, that "If it's fifteen thousand dollars, yeah, that I think like... they're cheaper than our full size cars." Yeah, I'm not ready for that. If you saw these things run, they're terrifying. Really? When I say screaming, I'm like, bro, that thing ain't turning. When I saw him take off the first time and hit the back straight, I said, yep, it's not turning. It will tote. It'll get on the back wheels like a sprint car and tote all the way around. Bro, they was, when I say wheeling. They was running them things, huh? And that's the smallest, like one of the smallest tracks we run on. They'll run 125 on it. So question, whenever you get there, then like get there to race, Mm -hmm. do you get any practice? Mm -hmm. You said you just hopped in the middle of a uh, race. They call it a hot lap. So literally you get like one lap, but the track's nothing like, it's slick. It's not Mm -hmm. beat in. So you really don't know how hard you can run in that first corner. Like that's the thing about everybody um, out there was like, man, you're going to have to learn how to look at the track and know what springs and wheel spacers and tire pressure to run Mm -hmm. and how you're going to have to throw the car in because you don't know until you get out there. Mm -hmm. Do they still have the... uh, I think it's like a pure stock class where you take a uh, like a Chevy S ten. They have four cylinder. They have front sheet metal it. They have front wheel drive cars. You don't got to sheet metal it, bro. You should have seen all these cars these kids were running, and they're actually fast because they track good. The front wheel drive cars. Uh-huh. So they were running a like the little Chevron. Um, Chevron. <laughs> like not Chevron. The little Chevrolet uh, Cavalier. Cavaliers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had all the windows knocked out of them, as much sheet metal off them as they could cut. Um, all the plastic off the dash. It was just like steering column and wheel. And they had them set up. Bro, they only ran like a, a second or two slower than our lap times, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a pretty good bit. But yeah. they're still, like you're watching them, they don't look slow. They're really, ripping. they're ripping around the track. Bro, that ripping. sounds fun. That's like the bomber. That's like $500 car thing. Yeah, it's bombers. It's like the bomber class. But this yeah. is the front wheel drive class. They have a, a, a class for people that have never raced before. Like you can put any car in it, but you have to run under an 18 second lap. So it's a bracket class. So you can put – there's dudes that got out there in their fast, like, late models and knew how to keep the car under ride at 18 seconds and still be out front, and they were winning the class. And it's supposed to be a class for people to that can only and run. And it's run what you brung? It's what, whatever? In that class, you can run whatever you want. Side-by-sides? Mm, I know. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. I don't know. I'm sure they would – you know, I'm sure these tracks are redneck enough. That, I mean, Frankie said Arkansas when we were going up there. They were laughing. They're like, you want to go run Arkansas? I'm like, yeah, let's go. And he's like, bro, it's crazy up there. He's like, they racing no fire suits. One dude got out in Crocs and shorts. Frankie are said the first time. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And what's crazy, I, so I think the reason they started getting some rules is because those little mini cars that I was telling you about that – one caught fire and burned a kid up before they could get down there to him mm. like a couple of weekends ago. So, and then this time everybody was in fire suits. So now they're like, hey, y'all got to start wearing blue jeans. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, no more jorts. Nope. Y'all got to start wearing blue jeans and New Balance. So, <laughs> it is fun, though. I didn't think it was about that it sounds fun. Fun. It was a blast. Yeah, I'm trying to go to that. Man, it sounds mm. like uh, sounds like we got to uh, put together a crackpot uh, pit crew for the dirt, dirt racing in Arkansas. Dirt the Cajun racing. Classic. We're coming back with, our car. We're coming back with five grand. Hey, we win that, we wrapping this wall. If anybody's interested in throwing in some sponsorship money for a dirt track team, then just holler at your boy. <laughs> Let us know. So. Oh, my God. But um, I guess tonight, D, you're going to hand off the belt. And not because somebody beat you. But just because of their bravery, you know what I mean? Just jumping in it. Just jumping straight into a dirt track car and just <laughs> not. And I couldn't really make heads or tails of the story. So I don't know if he ever won one. I don't know if he got on a podium or if yeah. it was just he went from third to last every time, third to second to last mm-hmm. every time. 
Mm-hmm. I was definitely. He, he I deserved that. He did, he he earned that one. But tonight, got that one. <laughs> but tonight, our boy's taking the belt in the dirt track <laughs> class for checkers or records. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Man. Now we got to get some other projects wrapped up. Yeah, get back in the X three. Yeah. I have a feeling you're not going to hold on to that one long as long when you're dirt tracking, right? Because now you got it for just getting out there on the dirt track. We're proud of you. But now, if you're not bringing home gold, you're giving it up next time. <laughs> so I got to get first, second, or third at the classic. Yeah, yeah. Or All you right. can't keep that belt. All right. Yeah, we'll see y'all out second there. Second or third? No, yeah. like podium. Got to get on the box, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm calling a win. Oh, dang. Yeah, y'all, man, y'all be looking at these dudes walking around the pits with mullets and, and look like they drive a tow truck to the track, and they're in front. Bro, they got their car <laughs> dialed. They'll be out there tasting the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. my God! So another good podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Congratulations to you on taking the belt this time. If you want to check us out, check out more of these on YouTube to watch the video, on our Facebook, on S3 Power Sports to check out the videos, or you can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts for the audio version. So for me, I got to go get something to eat, boys, and we got to make a loop tonight in the dark. See if the hogs are out yet, so. We'll catch you on the next one. Help scare money, don't make money.